All right, guys. Big Joe and Carl Carafil here on the. Uh, I called you Carl Carafil. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, kind of going back to the old turnbuckle talk here. And that's okay. I've always been known as Carl Carafil, so I'm okay with that. All right, Carl. 2017 is uh, finally here. It is. We yeah. Made it through 2016. And through 2016, we got a couple episodes in. Uh, more kind of turnbuckle talk oriented stuff. The last yeah. one with. Uh, with uh, old Packer Head there on yeah. Bruce Wines. That was a good time. I enjoyed doing that one. But I thought, uh, you know, for this week, uh, first show of 2017, that uh, we maybe shift away from the the wrestling discussion a little bit. Who knows? It might drift into that because it always tends to kind of go that way. But uh, <laughs> I figured we'd talk a little uh, technology talk here, Carl. Sure. All right. So just recently, uh, my main go-to phone for, for, I'd say, a good probably almost two years I had the, that phone. And you had the same one, the Galaxy S5. Yes. Very good, reliable phone with some flaws, though. It did. Right? Uh, anyone's, any kind of, anyone's kind of in particular, like, stand out to you while you uh, had use of that phone? Um, biggest one was the touch buttons. Yeah. That was the, the biggest one. The buttons uh, just down below mm-hmm. on the bezel itself caused issues. Yeah, it was an issue for me, especially if I'm uh, holding the phone in... You know, using techie kind of terms here in landscape orientation, that's uh, holding it sideways for yep. any regular people out there. That, um, you know, on most phones you have um, you have two bezels on, on the sides, which would be the top and bottom of the phone. Also referred to as the top part being the uh, the, uh, the forehead and the chin at the bottom. And uh, different phones have different size ones. But uh, on that one, if you're holding it especially, because you, on the Samsung, uh, typically they... they kind of go out of the norm for android phones they have a physical home button yep right and then you the have center. two capacitive buttons on the side there's basically like little touch sensor buttons yep. now that becomes an issue especially if you're playing a game and you have to hold the phone sideways that you're accidentally pressing the back button which can sometimes take you right out of the app or the uh open the uh, most recent used app yeah, buttons the on the right hand yeah. side then it's taking out of what you're doing and then opening that up so it becomes kind of a little uh, intrusive there oh, very to say the so. least right so uh, went away from that phone because also for me, battery life was an issue with that phone as well. Now, I don't know if this was a result of, uh, maybe not putting the phone through a whole charge and then, uh, you know, run right down to zero type of a thing, but, uh, the battery issue was a big thing for me on that phone. Now, did you run into that at all or? Uh, in the beginning, no, no, I really didn't. The beginning of the phone was actually pretty good. Um, could hold a charge with me doing multiple things for... You know, we've been running Turnbuckle Talk for a while, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, being able to run multiple different social media apps, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, all at the same time, plus playing a couple of games and, and watching some YouTube stuff and, you know, just normal mm-hmm. use of the phone. In the beginning, for the first, I'd say, about eight months, was actually letting me get a full day's worth out of the battery. Mm-hmm. After that, it started slowly go down gradually it got slower or lower and lower and lower to the point where before i just actually upgraded um you know it started to be halfway through the day i'd have to plug it in and charge it an issue i had with the uh with the s5 as well was uh just the overall like especially after a good year or so of use uh the quality of the actual build of the phone kind of started to show up you know the the sides that appear to be metallic where they're not it's it's just plastic with a bit of a metal you know paint kind of a finish you know yeah. that starts to wear off and then you know it, it just for a phone that uh, you know wasn't cheap 
you know, it uh, just the the build of the phone, like after a while, it seemed to kind of fall apart. Even the the removable back, which is a very rare thing in the in and in, in smartphones, which we'll we'll get to with the the phones that we're both currently currently using, it uh, see removing that on and off to you know put the removable storage in there. It's a yep. uh, you know it started to break down on the phone, and it, it, I basically wore it out. You know, so I um, never wore mine out. Yeah, but I mean. For me, I, it was easy enough for me just to plug my phone then into, mm-hmm. you know, my notebook or laptop, yeah. whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and uh, just transfer everything that way. Do it, yeah. By, Without removing the back, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, going from that now to the main phone, that well, actually the, the phone that I'm using now, and uh, wasn't expecting much going into this phone, but I've been pleasantly surprised by this phone now, the LG G4. Yes. Right now, I figured for you kind of uh, spec junkies who like to know the kind of the tech specs for phones, I, I'll give you a little taste of what's uh, under the hood for this one now. It uh, it comes with uh, Android 6.0, which is also known as Marshmallow for yep. you Android fans out there, running uh, the Qualcomm Snapdragon 808, which is not bad. I mean, uh, it's not quite up to uh, some of the big phones that are out there right now, but uh, very good. Uh pretty large battery a, a 3000 milliamp battery yes right which i'll get to a little bit later when it comes to the, the battery size now one interesting feature that really kind of uh kind of stands out to me when it comes <laughs> to the, the removable or the, the memory that you can add to the uh to the phone itself theoretically up to two terabytes of uh, SD card memory that you can add to this phone. Yeah, on and, top uh, of the 32 that's already the 32. in the phone. That's quite a bit. Uh, the three megs, three gigabytes of RAM on on the phone, which is actually uh, um, almost up to par with what's out there yep. right now. It's quite good. This year's phones, most phones uh, come with uh, one, maybe two gigabytes yep. of RAM. So having three on there, you definitely notice it. Uh, a good 16 megapixel camera with a wide open uh, uh, 1.8. Uh, aperture on the on the lens like uh when you just look at it at uh, the phone itself sorry for the bang in there uh yeah you just you look at the lens compared to like an iphone or even uh, the google pixel phone like the lens is wide open on it, it so uh, very good in uh, you know regular situations where there's lots of light yes now when it comes to low light kind of stuff it hasn't been spectacular but 95 percent of the time i'm taking pictures during the day uh, the front-facing camera, I mean, on phones and tablets, front-facing cameras have never been really anything special. No. When you take pictures, you're typically taking uh, pictures with the, the rear-facing camera, unless you're a, you're a selfie uh, hog, which uh, there's some people out there who like to take lots of selfies. Yeah. Uh, me, not personally so much. Now, but, yeah, that one's an 8-megapixel yeah. um, camera on the front. Yeah. Um, you know, it does kind of have a little bit of, mm-hmm. like, selfie light support. Yeah. Um, just kind of meaning in normal situations, like kind of the screen mm-hmm. will just kind of flash. Yeah. And then it gives that way a little bit of more light that's mm-hmm. going to come up onto the face when you go to yeah. take the front facing selfie. Yeah. Uh, and then a few features of this phone, which I would say are pretty unique uh, to this one uh, in particular. Uh, a lot of other phones on the market don't have this uh, very, very subtle curve to the to the front of the phone, which uh, when you first look at it, you would think that it makes that big of a difference. But I find, you know, just swiping up and down around the screen, it, I won't say that it makes it easier to do that, but it just it feels kind of natural. It feels more fluid, yeah. And when, when you go and grab a, like a Galaxy S5 or another phone where it's just really kind of flat, it almost feels kind of strange after holding a phone with a little bit of a curve on it. 
And uh, another unique feature to the, uh, this phone, uh, I believe LG is one of the only ones that does this. Uh, you know, some other phones are kind of venturing into this a little bit. Yep. The, the volume uh, rocker buttons and the power button on the back. On the back of the phone. Yep. Took, took me a little while to get used to that. Now it just feels natural. I mean, I, I think it's a good place, especially for those volume buttons. Now, what, what, what I tend to do too, if I'm, say, uh, streaming some music or something through Chromecast, which I'll get to a little bit uh, as well, you can have the phone kind of facing down. You know, just on the fly, kind of adjusting the volume by having the phone kind of face down. So a neat, neat little kind of uh, uh, tip there for uh, if you're streaming music from. But I'll get into the kind of Chromecast of after because yeah. I think there's some people have some kind of uh, misinterpretations of what like how things actually are controlled from your mobile device to the Chromecast. And I'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, but yeah, this phone overall, I gotta say, wasn't expecting a whole lot. Uh, not originally the phone I had intended on getting, hmm. which was actually the the LG G5 version was the, the phone I had kind of my eyes on. Yeah. And then after seeing the phones at my carrier, which is a Kudo Mobile here in Canada, uh, they they actually were carrying the Pixel. If I would having known that, I may have waited to actually get that phone because that's actually arguably one of the best smartphones on the market right now. Yes. But um, but you have the same phone now carl i do the lg g4 you've had yep. it uh, for you haven't had it for too long now two first, days first impressions of the phone um it was weird mm-hmm. it honestly was weird because the back of the phone yep has a curve mm-hmm. a significant curve to the back of the phone yep so it was a little weird trying to get used to that considering i had always had samsung mm-hmm. uh, i went from the samsung s5 neo mm-hmm. no i originally had the four and went to yes. the S5 Neo. Went to the Grand Prime because I kind of broke my S5 Neo. <laughs> but um, yeah, just yeah. to kind of go to something a little bit different than Samsung. Mm-hmm. Honestly, now doing it, mm-hmm. it's it's different. It is different. It's, it's a whole different experience. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be different in a good way? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah. I mean, getting back to the beginning when we were talking yeah. about the, uh, you know, the physical home button on the front and there not being a physical home button on yep. the LGs, I still find myself, I've only had it two days, <laughs> but I find myself pushing, yeah. you know, on the G4, Looking the for LG that logo is button. in the center uh, on the uh, the chin of the phone, yep. and I'm pushing that going, oh, wait, mm-hmm. no, I can't do that, right? And one of the really nice features, and it's uh, not something that, uh, you know, is immediately kind of apparent until you really kind of start using the phone, in my opinion, yeah, the screen itself, all right? So it's not your typical kind of uh, super AMOLED or, or no. screen that like a Samsung and these other uh, big uh, companies use. This is what they call a Quad HD uh, screen. Now, let me uh, pull up there. Now, it's, uh, again, for you tech kind of uh, spec junkies out there, it's, uh, it's an IPS panel, which uh, LG does here, which uh, actually... This same kind of screen that Apple even uses for their their iMacs. And yes. Not, uh, LG makes really really good panels, but it's not the the AMOLED or the super super AMOLED. It's what they call Quad HD. Now, it's twenty five sixty by fourteen forty, and that means five hundred and thirty eight pixels per inch. Yeah. So that basically means this is a term that Apple used to always use, but uh, they they would term it as a Retina display. Now, basically, what that means is that when you Looking at the device from a regular distance, you can't pick out individual pixels. So that just makes everything like text, pictures, everything just look really. It just really makes good. it pop. Yeah, and with the screen, what I find when I when I look at like a like a Samsung phone or something now, it's uh, just brightness wise, 
it's just it's I find it easier on the eyes because it's not the colors aren't like really really super bright. Yes. That's one thing I noticed with the uh, the S5 that I had for a little while was that just things were almost too bright and it was yeah. almost kind of hard on the eyes, especially if you're using it in lower light kind of uh, situations, right? right? Constantly, so. I was having to turn down the brightness on my any of my Samsung devices because mm -hmm. they were too bright. Because they were too bright. Now. With the with uh, what's interesting now is that uh, using an Android phone as my regular as my go to, as my it's not my go to phone it's the phone that I use all the time. Just the other day went and uh, now I I was a big Apple fanboy for a long long time. I, I had all their products. I had like I had uh, MacBooks. I had iPhones, and just recently went and got a new tablet. Now this is uh, I had the the iPad the original iPad Mini. Yeah, and uh, had it for a little while, but had the unfortunate thing happen of where I dropped it, and dropped it in probably the worst way that you can drop a mobile device, and that's not flat on its back or face down, but on the corner, and uh, without a proper case, it just creates a shockwave that just just sends cracks all the way up the screen, that just basically destroyed it, and couldn't afford to replace it. But just recently, uh, thanks to uh, the uh, decent ping day job that I have now, I was able to uh, to afford uh, an iPad Mini 2. Now, obviously, I mean, just difference between a lot of other Android tablets out there and other ones on the market, I mean, the build of just the the, the device itself, awesome, right? It, it doesn't feel cheap. It feels like you're, there's something substantial in your hand, right? Now, having said that, the software running the device Compared to using Android all the time now, iOS feels like it's kind of lagged behind a little bit, right? Running iOS 10.2 now, it doesn't feel like it's changed very much, right? So, I mean, it, it's, it, it does what it's supposed to do, you know, but it doesn't do anything extra, you know, with, uh, you know, and Apple still has this mindset that they don't want you to do anything with their devices. Android, you can customize, and that's really the main difference between Android and kind of everything else. Right? And so, I really can't even speak much to it because yeah. I, I really haven't used you never really an used. iPad uh, before, yeah. right? I mean, I have an Android tablet, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Now, which one, are, which one are you using? The Android tablet that I have is the Samsung yeah. um, Galaxy Note 8 mm -hmm. is what it's called. Yeah, it's been around for a little while. Yeah. It's it's still kind of doing its thing there, right? Oh yeah, it's it's working perfectly fine yeah. for me. It's uh, I mean, being somebody that's used Android pretty much the whole, the whole cell time, phone yeah. career, mm -hmm. I guess, right? Yeah. Um, I I just I love that I can customize it. That's yeah. the biggest thing for me, right? Whereas I know with yeah. Apple. They're very proprietary to all of their stuff. Uh, it, it has its benefits and its downsides. You know, mm -hmm. it, it does make the uh, it ma makes it very easy to use, and pretty well anybody that picks up an Apple device knows how to use it because they're all the same. You know, yeah. they they make all the hardware and they make the software, but, all the way from their iPods mm -hmm. all the way through to their MacBook Pros. Yeah, with iPods, which is actually something that they seem to have abandoned now. Uh, that iPod Touch has been out forever. But I mean, you have if you have a phone or something like that, you you have an iPod. Right? True. So yeah. Now with uh, mentioning uh, customizing your device, now just recently I installed what it's referred to as a launcher on uh, this LG G4. It's called the Nova Launcher, and what's interesting about this is it really lets you kind of fine tune 
your experience on your phone to exactly what you want. You can yes. basically customize almost everything on this to make it look and feel the way you want to. Yep, you can. And uh, it does come at a little bit of a price, 99 cents, which I think is pretty cheap. I think most people, if uh, you have a little bit of kind of Google Play on credits sale, though. sitting around. It, was it on sale? It was on yours. Hmm. Yeah, it was on sale. It was on sale. So it was it on sale for 80% off. 80% off. So it's yes. probably a couple, even maybe 2 or $3. I think even at that price, it's still worth still, it. Still, yeah. Because yeah, you installed it on your phone too, right? I did. Yeah. And uh, you have some other kind of uh, stuff in there too. I think you have those uh, special kind of icons. Even that you can put into that and, like I said, make that phone into how you want it to work and how you want it to look. You exactly. Know? Which is what something that you cannot do on an Apple device. As nice as the... the the hardware itself is, which I can't knock them for. The, the hardware is beautiful. It feels great when you're holding it and using it. But, you know, you're stuck using it the way that they want you to use it. Yeah. So, you know, it, um, you know it, it's interesting because, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to kind of describe because it, it's it's been a while since I've had an Apple device. And just the, I was expecting, because I think the last time I used it, it had iOS 7 or 8 or something. We're up to 10 now. And it really, literally doesn't feel like it's really changed, really <laughs> at all. You know, no real kind of uh, big features or anything added. You know, so it's. Uh, I won't say that it's strange, but it, it just it really feels like um, you know some of the new stuff that they're coming out with just doesn't seem like they're making things better. They're just kind of making subtle little changes. But with that, in the same to- <coughs> excuse me, in the same token, mm-hmm. you know, we go from, you know different android operating mm-hmm. systems going from like kitkat to yeah you know marshmallow really there isn't a whole lot of differences mm-hmm. that physically you can see yeah right i it's mean differences all... are coming in in background software mm-hmm. on on the systems itself right yeah. so just have you know apple do their you know from ios you know six or eight whatever it was mm-hmm. that you had to ios 10 yeah i wonder if it's it could just be the same thing it's different software in the background mm, sure yet physically itself really no difference yeah uh, you definitely got a good uh, point there and you know that's i guess if it ain't broke i guess don't fix it that's but, right uh, you know and it, i guess it does work well it just you're you are limited to what you can do uh, I would really say, you know, it's, it's, I think just for kind of casual users of phones and tablets, uh, Apple stuff is fantastic. If you don't mind paying a little bit of a premium price. Having said that too, though, now some of these Android phones, uh, are getting up there in price too. Yes. And namely the, the Google pixel phone, uh, is a very pricey phone, especially, I mean, I'm not even talking about if you go and buy it outright, which I, which, uh, I don't think too many people are in a position to do. How much is it to just kind of get this phone and get started with it? Like even just on the low end. On the low end. Um, <laughs> you know? Myself, I work for a cell phone company. Um, roger that. Yeah, roger that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we we have the Google Pixel in yep. both the Pixel and the Pixel XL. Mm-hmm. Um, low end, you're looking as the 32 gig model. 32 gig model Google Pixel going with a top tiered plan, mm-hmm. you're still looking about $200. Google Pixel XL, mm-hmm. top tier plan, 32 yep. gig, you're looking about $350 to $370. Mm-hmm. 
Now, what's interesting with with, uh, with those two phones, they're essentially hardware-wise, uh, essentially the almost exactly the same. The really uh, main difference is the screen size. Yes. So I've actually got this up here so we can, uh, again, kind of, for those who are maybe interested in this phone and like to talk, you know, uh, tech specs, uh, we got these two phones side by side here. Now, the, the difference in the size of the screen may seem like when you just look at the numbers, like not much. Because we're talking the main the the base pixel has a five inch screen, whereas the XL has a five point five screen. Yes. Now that might not seem like that big of a difference, but when you hold these two phones in your hand, <laughs> you know you notice the difference. When you, you see them just really, side really by do. side, right? You know you physically, you physically to the eye, you notice, notice the difference. difference. So having said that, that the screens are different size. The the resolution of the screens is slightly different. On the regular Pixel, you have about 441 pixels per inch, which is still pretty damn good. You're not going to pick out individual pixels. It's not going to look grainy. It looks fantastic. Whereas the the XL has 534 pixels per inch. And those are on AMOLED screens. Exactly, yeah. Yes. You know, yeah, they're, um, it's the slight difference in that. They, they both have that uh, uh, newer uh Gorilla Glass 4, which makes a really good tough screen. Uh, I would recommend dropping it from too high, but uh, if you do a face-down drop on it, it's probably going to do okay. Now, the another slight difference, you're getting, a, obviously, the size of the phone, you're going to get a bit of a smaller battery. On yeah. the XL, you have a 3450 milliamp battery. That's pretty damn big, actually, for even a phone of that size, as opposed to just slightly under 3,000, which is actually what the LG has, has a 3,000 milliamp battery. Uh, this uh, The XL has 2770, which is still a good-sized battery. And before uh, before you continue, I need, I need to just kind of correct you there. Yep. Um, it's actually the Google Pixel itself mm-hmm. has the 2770. The, it? the XL has the, the 3450. The 3450. Yeah, you reversed them. I did so reverse that, them? Yeah. I do apologize. That's okay. That's why, now, that's why I'm here to correct it. Now... A couple of the big things that stand out here and that actually make this a really well-performing phone, four gigabytes of uh, DDR4, which even some computers don't have. Yeah. Uh, really, really good fast RAM there, so it, it, things are going to go really fast. You can go as low as 32 gigabytes of storage up to 128, which is quite a bit. Now, Those are the only two sizes available. Yeah, keeping in mind with the fact with that phone comparing to these uh, G4s, which is actually probably going to be one of the last phones on the market to actually allow you to add, uh, to actually both uh, add a different battery and storage because you can still peel the back off of it, which is very rare with phones right now. The the, the Both uh, Pixels are going with the... The Snapdragon 821, which is uh, really, really, really fast. You know, it, it's uh, basically almost like a computer uh, processor in that phone. It's uh, pretty impressive. Now, the main camera on this thing. Now, these numbers are a little deceiving because, uh, well, it's a 12.3 megapixel, which might not seem like all that much, but the uh, the aperture, which is the size of the lens wide open at uh, f2.0, uh, for you camera junkies out there, you'll know kind of more what that means. But this camera actually is the the best rated camera on any smartphone right now. Yes. That, it has that feature that uh, you know it, it can boast about. And a standard kind of 8 megapixel camera on the front, that's pretty standard on almost any phone now. Uh, the USB Type-C, which is uh, a nice thing for me because... Uh, I mentioned this to Carl. I have never been a fan of the micro USB. It, it feels cheap. It feels like a cheap connector to charge with and send information through. This is the USB Type-C. But which, that's only to Joe. 
Because I've never had issues. I've had issues. I've, I've, I've literally had a phone melt on me because the uh, the connector got loose a little bit and it just got too hot, literally hot, to where it actually it didn't catch on fire, but it was smoldering, which sucks because it was a good phone with the HTC One. I really enjoyed that phone, and it's uh, basically a pile of dust now. But uh, they use the uh, USB Type C, which uh, you can put in whichever way you want, and it's it's a nice yes. strong connector. So now the only kind of downside, and I will say that. Or, uh, or G4s here are, are guilty of this as well. A down-facing speaker. Yeah. Right? The, the Pixel has this on well, unfortunately. Now, for a premium price here, you're going to get a phone now if you're somebody that uh, likes to listen to music on your device without being connected to other speakers or through headphones. Sound quality, not that good. No. Not that good. I mean, it's not bad. But, I mean, when you take, especially on the G4, when you take the back off, the speaker... It's not that small, but then you put your, your cover on the back, and it's covering up a lot of it. It is. So it's unless covering up about uh, two-thirds of it. Yeah, so unless you're holding your hand over the back of it, you know, for the sound to kind of bounce back at you, if you're just kind of listening to it like this, sound quality is not all that great. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, th- those are kind of the, the specs on, uh, on those two phones, and uh, very, very popular right now. Again, very, very expensive. Yes. <laughs> you know, and... Uh, it's uh, something that uh, I mentioned to you before we started recording. What I wish that they would have done when it came to, to uh, the Pixels, I would have had your XL be your, your kind of your premium kind of phone. Mm-hmm. And then I would have taken the regular Pixel and I would have maybe just <coughs> taken things down just maybe a notch or two and make it more affordable for the average person, right? Yeah. Because I think that they would have sold these. I mean, these phones are selling very, very well. But I think they would have sold even better if they would have offered that one to be a little bit more affordable because it, it's just... The combination, like just the, the hardware itself, like it's not too flashy looking. It's nice and simple looking. Um, and just the pure kind of Google Android with no fluff added onto it, right? Very much so. So, you know, would have liked to have seen that that lower end, uh, the smaller one be just kind of more affordable. Coming into, into next year, we'll see if, you know, they, what they're going to do, if they're just going to let this... I don't think that they're just going to sit still in 2017. I think that they'll probably have another like a Pixel or something like that and it's uh, possible and then hopefully maybe the the smaller pixel may become like their their bargain type phone but uh we'll see Could because be. uh it's definitely the phone that i'd like to have now just because it's uh you know just it has so many good things going for it you know the the camera which along with that you get um unlimited google drive storage for your pictures at their original resolution yes right so you get for as, as long as you're going to have that device you're going to have you know, everything's stored in the cloud for you at its original resolution now. Pictures and videos. For anybody else who doesn't have the these devices, you can get that feature, but you're going to have to pay for it. Yes. Right Right now, if uh, you have Google Photos on your on your tablet, you know, you, you can even get this on, on iPads and iPhones. They you get the unlimited storage, but you just get it at just kind of regular kind of standard resolution whereas if you want things at full you got to pay for it unless you're lucky and uh lucky enough to have one of the pixel phones so true yeah now something that that joe didn't mention about the pixel that Mm -hmm. i think is kind of revolutionary for uh smartphones nowadays is the back of the phone it's actually an all metal back no i can't say that it's not all metal no People will actually notice that uh, if you if you Google a picture mm-hmm. of the Pixel itself, yep. you can actually see that uh, the bottom two thirds of it are metal, 
And yep. the top third of it is actually glass. Mm-hmm. Now, people might might be wondering, you know, why why would they put glass when they're they could just encase it in metal? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a few reasons, <laughs> and some people have criticized this and uh, saying, "What did they just run out of metal?" I'm like, you know, these are people who don't understand kind of industrial design when it comes to devices, you know. So you go ahead and uh, say what you're going to say about it. So the reason for the glass on the back is because that's where the antenna is. Yep. And the NFC. Biggest reason the antenna and the NFC are both right there. Mm -hmm. So to actually give your phone better reception Mm -hmm. instead of encasing it all with the metal yeah they've got it opened yeah and, and also for uh, those who might be following all at home here looking at a picture of these phones you'll notice that the uh, the top and the, the bottom and the front part as i refer to them they're known for people who are you know making this kind of stuff they call the top the forehead and the chin they're bigger than on on most phones and something that you know just kind of casual youtube people who like to kind of criticize and review devices and aren't too knowledgeable they say, wow, those bezels are huge. Yeah. Why are those there? Well, if you actually hold one of these phones in your hand and you actually hold it like that with your thumbs in that position, you'll notice that it's the perfect size for your thumbs. It is. That's the way it's designed that way. And, uh, you know, that's with gaming and that kind of stuff in mind so that you're not unintentionally touching the screen and doing something you don't want to be doing. And that's the reason for that design decision, right? So for those who criticize that phone for having those... You know, they, they say, oh, you could have just made the screen bigger, but then you might be unintentionally touching something you don't want to be, right? So, in my opinion, very intelligent design, very simple. And, I mean, uh, you know, for those who like, you know, specs, like I said, and, and whatnot, I mean, that it's no slouch. No. <laughs> so, you're definitely, you're, you are paying a premium price, but you are getting something that's going to perform very, very well for, in my opinion, a good amount of time there, so. Definitely. You no. Know, so, uh, if you're in the market to... Uh, and you, I won't say have deep pockets, but if you're willing to show a little bit of cash, in my opinion, the best phone that you can get right now. Yep. Right? So, you now there's some competition out there uh, for the iPhone users. There's the iPhone 7 out there. Has some That phone has some weird features in it, though. And what they've done on that is if they, they've gone away from their actual button that you push for your their home button, and mm-hmm. they made it... It, it still looks like there's a button there, but it's actually not. Yeah, it's more of like a sensor. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to, to, to buttons, now you you dealing with phones and stuff all the time. There's one phone in particular out there that, uh, you know, it's being marketed a lot right now. It's a very popular phone, but there's some issues with it. Oh, huge the, issues. The with G5. It. What's been going yeah. on with that phone? Wow. I'll give you just a, a quick, brief rundown because we don't want to make this a, a you know four-hour podcast that we're no. going to do because I could go four hours. Mm-hmm. But the, the biggest issues with the LG G5 right mm-hmm. now is that the power buttons on the back are actually failing. Yeah, in what way? Um, in pretty much every way. Mm-hmm. Now, with the buttons on the back, it is a physical button that you can push which is a power button, mm-hmm. but it is also a fingerprint sensor. Yep. Well, with the uh, the phone itself, the, the button, physical push button, mm-hmm. is breaking, um, not allowing people to actually unlock or lock their phone by pushing it. Yeah. Now, most people 
uh, know if you have an LG device, you know that they have different knock codes that you can set so that when you yep. unlock your phone, you can tap it in a certain code, it'll unlock it, stuff like that. Yep. But that doesn't help if your phone dies. Nope, absolutely not. Um, doesn't help if, for whatever reason, with the G5, it still has a removable battery. Mm -hmm. You have to push a button on the bottom and the battery slides out. So now if that somehow opens up, mm -hmm. you're, you're screwed. Especially yeah. if... You didn't set it up properly. And uh, I was actually... <laughs> I, I, Carl didn't hear that because he's not wearing headphones. I actually, oh, I heard a little bit. I uh, I pulled up... Uh, I was looking at the, the specs and I had to X out of there because it was playing music in the background. <laughs> um, off on a tangent, I hate websites that do that. Yeah. When you open it up and, and they just, you know, without asking for your permission, I'm just going to play a video. Uh, LG. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, before I mean, we were interrupted the, the by physical, physical power button itself fails. Um, we've had instances coming to us where the yeah. fingerprint sensor has actually failed as well. Yes. Now, there are ways that you can go about to uh, get the phone to start again. Mm -hmm. They are ridiculous, though. There's different you know buttons that you have to hold down and press, mm -hmm. and then you have to plug in the power cable into mm -hmm. it while it's plugged into a computer. And then once you see something, you have to let go of those buttons and then push them again right away. And just a ridiculous amount of work that really needs to go into and be done with that. Yeah. Um, that's that's the, the biggest issue that we've had. Yeah. We've had some other issues where on the G5 that the availability to use your data stops working. Really? Yeah, so you cannot physically turn your data on, cannot yeah. physically turn your data off. There have been other issues where the phone itself has called itself. That when you told me about that, I thought that was so bizarre because I have never heard of that happening. I didn't think that you could actually call yourself. Yeah, I really didn't yeah, think you could do you, that. You definitely can. It actually called itself. Um, we uh, had a customer come by, and that was that was uh, her her complaint is that the button is broken, the sensor doesn't work, she can't turn her Wi-Fi on or off. And the phone got caught in a phone call with itself for three and a half hours, and she could not get out of the phone call. The phone physically had to die before wow. it ended the phone call. And now keep in mind, this person has had the phone a total of three months. Wow, that's that's some weird, wacky stuff with uh, you know one of the the flagship phones in the, the cell phone market. I mean. Uh, I mean that, that that's a phone that uh, has been really pushed by a lot of carriers and uh, even on TV, yes. you see it all over the place. You know, it does have some uh, has one of the most as uh, an interesting feature because it, it's uh, I've done some research on this before doing this and looking at phones and, uh, and looking uh, because at some point some of us might need to maybe repair one of our phones. Uh, if you have an Apple device, that's pretty well off the table because yeah. you're not going to be able to do that. So if you got to take that to somebody that knows what they're doing, when it comes to this G5. Very interesting feature to get into this phone to do any kind of work. You have two little Phillips screws, and then the phone literally opens up. Yeah, there's really no glue or anything going on out there to to really replace the screen. Might be a little bit of an issue, but to get to any of the internals, it's literally two Phillips screws, and then that phone opens it's up. Opened up like a book. Yeah, so a big thing going for it there, but obviously some other issues. That kind of stuff can happen with any kind of device. So in that kind of situation, I'm wondering if maybe just the device itself is maybe just what they refer to as a lemon. 
Uh, for those of you who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, I'm not talking about fruits here. Uh, just sometimes you get, when it comes to electronics, you get a device that uh, either A, just doesn't work directly out of the box, that happens, or it works for a short uh, period of time and then just stops working or is not doing something it's supposed to be doing. I had that once with a, an old iPad. It worked good for about a week, and then I couldn't store anything on the device. I couldn't download anything. I couldn't remove anything. It just uh, didn't want to do it. So, I mean, that can happen too. It can, but yeah. to rebut what you're saying there, um, at you know the, the place of work that I am with, mm-hmm. it I we had at one point ten LG G5s in stock. Yeah, we sold all ten LG mm-hmm. G5s. Yeah, I had six of them come back. And six of them come back That's... because there were issues, and we had to either wow. a get them to LG or b ship them in for a repair with their uh, wow. repaired coverage that they purchased. Hmm. So, kind of taking a look at those numbers. Yeah. It's not a phone that I recommend no. to anybody anymore. It's, it's a shame because it does have a lot of good things going for it. Uh, it has uh, some specs that are pretty close to our Pixel phone here. And, uh, you know, it has a pretty robust camera. You can actually add uh, what they call modules onto it. You can add, like, full-on camera controls and yep. stuff like that. You can boost the sound. You know, but uh, but when doing all that kind of stuff, maybe they neglected some of the important stuff, like I a think so. a long lasting power button, which is uh, crucial <laughs> in uh, in any kind of mobile device. You want to be able to turn the thing on and off, yeah, and not have the phone call itself. So, so yeah, uh, kind of a shame because uh, there's a lot of potential for that phone. But uh, you know, thankfully, the old G4 I think is going to do quite well for quite a while. And uh, yep, that's uh, the phone that uh, both of us have here. And uh, I've had it a little bit longer. I've been very, very happy with it. I will say my only gripe with it might be is the battery life uh, for what should be, I mean, it's like I said, it's a 3000 milliamp battery. I mean, I should be able to get easily through a day. Um, it falls just short of that. Okay. You know? I mean, uh, now keep in mind, I do use my phone a lot. During the during the day, so you know that could be an issue, but um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, no real problems with it. So, yeah, the the battery just I don't know what it is. Maybe I didn't uh, fully drain it the first time. I don't know what happened there, but hmm. uh, but yeah, it, that's been really the only downside. Now, some people have been saying that uh, something that they complain about is when you have the the phone just kind of sitting flat and you're pressing on it, it rocks around because it is curved on the back, but. I don't think too many people use their phone that way. No. Just kind of laying If you're pressing on the thing. sides, there's, uh, I mean. Yeah. Something wrong. You're you, you're lazy yeah, is lazy. what it is. Right. Because if you're just sitting there playing a the game and it's, you know, sitting down you're and you're your pushing hand. the sides because you have to do whatever, yeah. you're just lazy. Hold your freaking phone. Exactly, folks. You heard it from Carl. That's right. Hold it in your hands, folks. Now, something else I want to talk about. Uh, I've got one of these recently. And I think that with this device, some people are, are, are kind of confused how this works. I, I think I try and explain this the best that I can. And I think it's going to interest a lot of people because it, especially if you have a TV that's maybe a little bit older, this is something that can, that can really help you and add some features to your phone. It's the Chromecast. Yes. Now, we, uh, I got one of these recently and you got one of these recently too. Now basically, what this allows you to do, well, you can do quite a bit with this. Uh, you can... 
um, through an Android phone and or Android devices and Apple devices. Um, when it comes to Windows tablets and phones, I, I have no idea because honestly, I don't know anybody who owns a Windows phone. Hmm. And uh, there might be some Surface uh, users out there. I don't know if that works all that well with the Chromecast. I'm not going to even go there because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But um, basically, you if you have anything through Google Play, that movies, TV, music, you basically, your, your phone or your tablet or your computer, basically it becomes almost like a remote control. It, it tells the, the Chromecast what to do or, or what, to, what to play. Now... It's not streaming it right from the device. You're just basically telling the Chromecast what to do, and then the Chromecast pulls from the cloud, which uh, the internet, what what to play. Yeah. Right? It's not. You, you can actually. I've tested this up to make sure that I'm not talking on my ass here. Now you can start. I started basically playing a movie, and then I disconnected my phone from the Wi-Fi, and it still works. Oh, nice! Right, so you're, it, all it, all it does is it's telling the Chromecast, okay, play this, play music, and then you you know you just let it do its thing, right? So that's basically how that works. Now there's some other stuff too. There's some games that uh, that are Chromecast enabled. We're basically if everybody has the game on their phone, you all start playing it, and then you you press on that cast button, and then your phone or tablet becomes the controller. Nice. Now you don't see the actual game showing up on the phone. You just show shows the controls and everything. So games like Monopoly and uh, some little racing games and Wheel of Fortune, that kind of stuff. It's nice to just kind of get some people and everybody has a little controller and can play the game, but you have it on your big screen, right? So now you can also just mirror your phone or tablet yes. right to your TV as well. Now that's limited to just the, as I found out today, just limited to the Android devices. Apple won't let you do it with iPhones or tablets. Because mm. they're still anal about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that, that, <laughs> that, you know, you can you can put a lot of Google stuff on on Apple stuff, but it's not quite the same. Now, with my iPad here, I, I can still cast like the movies and stuff like that, but I can't mirror my iPad screen to the to the TV because they block that feature. So unfortunate, but you know, it is what it is. That's true. And we we never know. It may yeah. become something that becomes available, considering yeah. Google is, has or iOS is allowing Google Home and Google Play yep. and Google Music and Google Movies and mm-hmm. Google this and Google that. It's allowing all of this Google mm-hmm. software yep. to actually be on the uh, iOS or the yeah. iPad. Yeah. So for those who uh, you know want to kind of watch their you know, their movies or uh, listen to their music on maybe their their surround system at home. Chromecast, great option when it comes to that. Now, mentioning Google Home, there's something that, that's come out just recently. It's not available in Canada yet, and it's the Google Home. Yes. It's basically, what this thing looks like, it, it almost looks like a little uh, air freshener. It's about the same size, and it's basically um, Google, uh, mainly the, what they call the Google Assistant, uh, which is uh, another I should have mentioned it. We were talking about the Pixel. That come that's what the only phone where it actually comes built into the phone. It's basically a Google with uh, the Siri kind of a twist to it, except mm-hmm. it's smarter and it does a lot of stuff for you. That might be something uh, I get into on a future episode. But uh, I'd like that we can actually get it first. Yeah, try it out and then try it out. And then yeah, one of the one of the things that's it. been interesting and this uh, revolves around people who are very kind of conspiracy kind of minded. 
where they uh, they think that this device is always listening to you. Now, hmm. you know, people who are complaining that there's, if you, you can go look on YouTube and all that kind of stuff, there's a lot of people that are uh, whining and complaining about this. There's a button right on the back that turns the microphone off. Yep. Right. So you can choose when and, uh, and how this thing is listening to you. And it, it's only starts listening once you use those key phrases, which as we're saying this, I, I can guarantee you that, uh, if somebody has Google on one of their devices, this is going to set it off on somebody's phone. And if it does, I want you to actually post it in the J&K Podcast Facebook page. Okay, Google. See, see, as I'm saying it, my phone just went off. Yep. And if it goes off on your phone when you're listening to this episode, please post it on our Facebook page and let me know. Because uh, that's uh, the key phrase that you have to use to get Google Home to actually listen to you. And then you can tell it to... You know, play music because it has has built-in speakers. So, and I, I haven't had a chance to use them myself, but it's supposedly uh, has some pretty good sound to it. And uh, you can tell it to uh, to play your music. You can uh, set reminders and all that kind of stuff. If you have a Chromecast, uh, you can actually talk to the Google Home and say, "Okay, play uh, you know play the movie Interstellar on my TV," and it'll, it'll do it. You know, if the the Home and your Chromecast are connected onto the same network, you can tell it to do that kind of That's stuff. That's right, and it's all over Wi-Fi. It's all over it's all just over that over network Wi-Fi. connection. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, it, it works very well. And it's one of those things that I'm hoping will come to Canada soon. And uh, I don't know if I'm if I buy if I'm gonna buy one. Uh, I'm hoping to maybe just kind of try one out, and maybe uh, maybe if somebody out there is uh, willing to lend us one, if they buy one, so I'd be curious to, to try one. And because uh, it's it, uh, it's very uh, it, Star Trekky kind of feeling. It's it's almost like you're on. Uh, I'm kind of nerding out here. Uh, I am a little bit of a Star Trek fan. I'm not a huge fan, but uh, it's like almost like you're telling the computer. To, to do something for you, right? That's so right. It's it's really kind of getting to to that kind of stage where uh, some of the stuff is happening, you know? And you just uh, tell this thing, saying, okay, Google. And there's my phone going off again. And then you basically tell it what to do. That's right. right. So, yeah, some uh, cool stuff there. And uh, I've been using that uh, okay, Google uh, trick, and there's my phone going off again, <laughs> to do all kinds of stuff. I set myself reminders and stuff, and it, it, it works well. It does. Now... I've been uh, playing around with uh, Siri on my iPad a little bit too. It doesn't work as well. It, it um, if there's any kind of noise in the background at all, it gets confused. Now Google, they've actually what they do with this, and one of the reasons why it works so well with the, the voice and everything is they actually uh, record people talking in noisy environments, so that it can actually figure that kind of stuff out. Because uh, I've I've done it where there's been people talking around, and I I just say what I'm going to say to it, and it works just fine. It does. I, I don't think I, I think I've maybe had it once or twice where it uh, didn't quite pick up what I'm saying, but even sometimes you'll see it kind of put in the wrong thing, and then but it'll still kind of figure it out for itself. You yes. Know? It'll start spelling it out kind of wrong, but then it, 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 figures, it figures out what uh, what's doing it. I mean, you can tell Google like to, to play music and stuff now. It's just, it's gotten a very, very uh, robust when it comes to that. So yeah, and so I mean, just for cool just, stuff. Just for those listening at home, I just want to kind of maybe give them a demo yeah. here, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say the okay and then the company name, yep. and then I'm going to say um, play me, play me hailstorm. Yep, is what I'll do. Okay, okay, Google, play me some hailstorm. That's my phone going off too. Wait for it. 
<laughs> and there you so, go. It takes a little bit for it to actually recognize, but it needs to actually go through and find what you're actually looking for. And that, if you have Google Play Music on your phone, Mm -hmm. that's what it just opened up for me. Automatically, it just went to Google Play Music, found Hailstorm, uh, Hailstorm Radio, Mm -hmm. it could be, or it just found Hailstorm Mm -hmm. and started playing the top songs. Uh, Google is also very smart when it comes to that too now, depending on... Because uh, there might be some people that don't use Google Play Music. Maybe they use Spotify or something Mm -hmm. like that. It knows that uh, you prefer to use that over something else. Maybe you listen to most of your music through YouTube. Yes. Uh, If that's the way you do it, that's where it's going to pull it up from, which is very interesting as well. So, you know, it's uh, come a long way from just being uh, just somewhere you go on your computer to search for stuff. Yeah. You know, they're making their own hardware now, too, which is pretty uh pretty damn impressive it's come a long way you know from uh you know just technology just in general since we were kind of in public school has gone from you know just um you know computers with trackballs on them playing trackballs playing pioneer trail pioneer trail or was it oregon trail oregon trail oregon trail yeah i I always died of dysentery yeah always always i sucked at that game but it was still fun to now where we have we're able to talk to our devices and tell it to do stuff for us yeah i mean short of you know making breakfast for us you know i mean it it does quite a bit you know and I, i do use the reminder stuff all the time i set alarms yeah um it um even even where we are in a relatively small town like Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, here in Canada, um, because I started take I, I for my day job I rely on public transportation. Google, without me really doing anything, has figured that out, and it tells me you know how the buses are running when they're coming by. You know yeah. I didn't have to do anything. That might scare some certain people. You know, uh, maybe conspiracy-minded people. Personally, I don't really care. Yeah. You know, because I, I, I don't have, I don't have any hiding, hiding kind of, uh, you know, any kind of secret knowledge. You know, it it, it helps me out with with stuff, and I, I don't have to do anything extra for it to do that. You know, so some some cool stuff there. You know, very yeah. cool stuff. Yeah, very cool stuff. One quick little thing. We're, we're getting close to this episode. Uh, for those out there that uh, I'm pretty sure this is only on Android phones. If you're somebody who likes to buy a lot of stuff on the Google Play Store, there's a little thing on here called uh, Google. Uh, is it Google Rewards? Yeah. All you have to do is answer stupid little survey questions about random kind of stuff, and you get little bits of money each time. Yep. And you can use it to buy games. You can listen uh, to uh, use it to buy music and that kind of stuff, right? It's a cool little feature. You have to give them a little bit of information about yourself and your activities. But the trade-off is you get a little bit of coinage. From That's right. Google Opinion Re- Rewards. Opinion Rewards. That's what she's called. Yep. So some cool stuff there. Yeah. I'm, it's uh, yeah. Just to kind of yeah. kind of give people an example, mm-hmm. I started with uh, Google Opinion Rewards yeah. on October twelfth, two thousand sixteen, and I'm just going to quickly kind of run through yeah, sure. every time that I do have done a survey. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one I did give me a dollar. Next yep. one, 19 cents, 15 cents, 12 cents, 72 cents, 59, 22, 10, 15, 33, 44, 10, 13, 17, 38, 48, uh, 49, 54 cents, 50 cents, 10 cents, 52 cents. So, I mean, yep. every time you're going through and doing this stuff, yep. it's just that extra little bit, little bit, little bit more. Yep. And it seems to be... Like uh, October 31st, I had two of them. 
Um, November really wasn't too much. I had one in November, yeah. but then December, December 1st, the 5th twice, the 6th, the 8th, the 17th, the 20th, the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 28th, 31st, yeah. right? Already in January, January 1st, January 5th. I had two of them on January 6th. Each time you do them, you're just building up and building up and building yeah. up. You're not going to get rich by any means, but you're getting a little bit of credits. So it was like them giving back to us a little bit for giving them a little bit of knowledge to help improve things. That's right. You know, that's According the way I look at this. It. You know, it says I've my total that I've earned from them yeah. has been eleven dollars and three cents since October twelfth, yeah. two thousand sixteen. My mindset when it comes to this, you know, and like I said, some conspiracy-minded people might feel like it's an invasion of privacy. For me, like I said, I, I'm somebody who doesn't really have anything to hide. I don't mind uh, providing them with a little information to help make these kind of services better. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. personally the the trade off. Uh, it, it's really not that big of a deal for no, me. No, not at and all. And if if it allows Google to do even more clear stuff like that, I am all for it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so yeah. Now, one brief thing that, that I forgot to mention too, when we're talking about the Chromecast, I kind of cut that short. Um, for anybody out there who is uh, has a 4K TV, if you're lucky enough and uh, have some coin to spend on that. They have the, the Chromecast Ultra, which is about double the price. Yeah. The, the, uh, just the base Chromecast is um, for about $45 Canadian. I don't know how much it is, American or British or whatever. But the, uh, the, the Chromecast Ultra, about $90. But you get 4K content, and you also uh, get a quicker connection because it actually connects with an Ethernet connection directly to your, yes. uh, to your modem. So you get to... For 4K content, I think you really want to have that physical connection to your, to the internet, so you get that feature as well, which is pretty cool for anybody who has a 4K TV. Oh, so. yeah. Because there's quite a bit of 4K content out there. It's nothing crazy yet, but uh, there's enough out there, I think, for some people. There's to enough out there to warrant it. Yeah, for sure. All right, Carl, I think uh, we're going to about wrap it up here. Um, I think maybe the next time, maybe not the next time, but you know, eventually we're going to get into some more wrestling discussion because Royal Rumble is coming up uh, very soon About here. Two weeks away. Which is, uh, of course, you probably all know if you've been listening to me long enough that Royal Rumble is my favorite WWE pay-per-view of it <laughs> all year. I mean, obviously, WrestleMania is the, the go-to uh, thing there. But I've always loved the Royal Rumble for the surprises and just the unpredictability of it. And I'm just hoping to be pleasantly surprised by some cool stuff this year. I don't know what's going to be. Uh, you know, I've predicted i like to see a couple legends. I just hope that it's not a bland kind of affair there yeah so. me too so hopefully they uh, they step up their game and surprise us they have lots of new talent coming in uh and xt is kind of a little rush of some talent again uh, they brought in uh, a whole bunch of uh women from the independent scene uh a certain somebody uh, made a reappearance uh, i know you're a big fan of yes by the name of mickey james mickey james and just the other night back from ring of honor Oh, we're talking Cassius Ono. Yeah, otherwise yes. known as Chris, Chris Hero. Hero yes. uh, making his way back uh, to NXT and uh, uh, kind of setting his sights already on the NXT champ, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. So mm-hmm. some uh, interesting stuff happening in NXT again. Now that a lot of those um, kind of mainstays in NXT have come over to the main roster, a little bit of a lull period, but now there's a bunch of these guys kind of rising up again, and uh, we're not, so it's getting a little interesting. I have to start watching some NXT again. So Definitely. We'll but we're going to leave it at that, yep. because this isn't a turnbuckle talk. No, but like I said, it, I, I just uh, I, we can't sit down and not talk wrestling like at least for a minute or two. I know. Because that's our bread and butter, right? So, but, I know. Uh, but this was uh, some tech talk here today. Um, I think maybe next week we might uh, maybe do a little... Maybe, 
we'll see how things go. Maybe we'll go into the paranormal talk maybe a little bit. Cause we maybe. We haven't done that yet, and uh, we are still working on our project here for this summer. I uh, did a little research in this past week here, and uh, let's just say for uh, the location that we're planning on doing something with here, uh, more than justifies doing a little something here. It does. So uh, that's all I'm going to say for now. Like I said, I might feed you guys a little tidbits as we're getting closer to what we got planned here. But, um, but yeah, there's uh, some interesting stuff uh, coming with that. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. Because that's uh, something that I know we're excited about. And hopefully uh, if you guys are into uh, the paranormal, you'll hopefully be excited about that too. And if you have any questions regarding that, you know, feel free to reach out to us. That's right. You know, right. And um, also before we do wrap up here, I want to make sure that uh, uh, you guys do check out some of our friends here. Now, MBM podcasts with our friend Moose and uh, Mike, make sure and check out those guys there on Podbean. If RC car racing is your cup of tea, if that's what you're into, because they're very knowledgeable and they put on, uh, they do a really good podcast uh, show. Make sure and check that out if that's something that you're into. Definitely. Right. Yeah, then we've got our other friends there with the Space Jam. Yes. We've got Robin and Wit. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys talk about a little bit of everything on their podcasts. Yep. So we want to make sure that you guys go and check them out as well. Yep. They... I'm pretty sure that they are now on Podbean as well. Yeah, they just uh, made the switch over from Podomatic to Podbean. And I think we're all going to be uh, on the same platform hopefully when you guys are listening to this episode it'll be on podbean as well yeah. uh after we get all wrapped up here i'm gonna work on getting that uh set up so we're all gonna be kind of on the same page that's and, right uh, like i said uh you know robin and what they uh they do a good show as well they know what they're doing and uh they talk about whatever the hell they want to talk about uh, so some of our partners there and uh i think we'll even uh, give a shout out to a couple other people as well because i, I uh, uh want to mention uh our friends casey security Definitely, yeah. we want to mention Casey right, because they, they kind of ventured back into the Ontario region again, and uh, Daniel and uh, the gang there do uh, provide a good service there if you are in need of uh, some uh, security. So they definitely do, right? And of course, I want to make a brief shout out—not a sponsor or anything like that—but I do want to make a shout out to Wacky Wings here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Um, we basically had a bit of a situation, and they ended up providing us with a very, very good experience. And a shout out to uh, Darren. And uh, the gang at uh, Wacky Wings for giving us a, a really awesome experience when we went there. So Definitely. It was an amazing experience. Yep. Felt like a VIP walking in after, you know, situations that happened. So mm-hmm. having them treat us like we were VIPs, beautiful. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in to the JNK podcast. And we will see you guys next time.